Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back to the Gamer Heroes. I'm your host, John, with my co-host, Derek. How's it going? Good, man. How you doing? doing well it's uh it's been a kind of a busy week um not only not only here on the home front uh but in the gaming world and also for you you went to blizzcon i did blizzcon 2017 it has uh came and went (laughs) so so before we we dive in i i um do you want to cover some brief news sure here and there yeah. Um, there's something I really, really want to talk about I thought was really interesting. So this was literally a couple days ago. Assassin's Creed. So have you played the new Assassin's Creed game that takes place in Egypt? I, I have not played Origins, no. Neither have I, um, only because the series lost me after three. So <laughs> that's kind of where I, I fall. I don't know what your guys' opinion out there is. But um, – so this is kind of interesting. So there is a portion of the game where you're ro- you're roaming the Giza pyramid, the big one, you know, the most famous one, and it's like a secret catacomb or basically like the secret escape route for one of the pharaohs there. And it turns out that that catacomb or secret escape route is actually real and <laughs> it was actually just discovered this week. Now, how the hell did Ubisoft <laughs> even think that up months ago or even a year ago when they thought of making this game? Isn't that insane? That is really crazy. Part of me has to think that it must have been something that was theorized, that was being researched and studied, and it just so happened to be confirmed at a convenient time. They literally they literally just made this discovery this past week. <laughs> <laughs> Which is insane. <laughs> Cause, yeah, that's pretty cool. I mean, you're roaming those in the in the game. Uh, it's kind of a uh, there's like a whole mission on it. Yeah, which is insane. Yeah. It it's really interesting. It's kind of funny how the worlds kind of blend sometimes. But you know, maybe they had like some big hot tip, and they they knew it was kind of coming down the pipe. Yeah, yeah. I I mean, I. All I can think about is they they hired like a a structural engineer and he just kind of described this is where things would be <laughs> and uh, <laughs> they, they kind of just made it. <laughs> uh, I thought that was pretty interesting. Um, I I mean it's kind of like it's kind of a weird thing. So I was like, man, we really got to talk about that. Mm-hmm, um, yeah. Also, there was some news uh, regarding the. Resident Evil Revelations 1 and 2 games for the Switch. Um, yes. I know you're excited. You you haven't played those games, and I have. Like, I've played them both, and uh, I really liked Resident Evil Revelations 2. 
and um, it's kind of like a saw type scenario, except with uh, biological weapons or, or mutated people. And basically, I guess it's including all the DLC. There's going to be new new controls, which it only makes sense for the Switch. Are you pretty excited for that? Yeah, I mean, I've never had much of a chance to play the Resident Evil games, so I'm really looking forward to getting these two. Um, I like when they try and bring some new stuff to the Switch, especially third-party stuff. So it's it's definitely on my radar. Something I'm gonna I'm gonna pick up if I have the time. Yeah, same here. Like, I mean, I already own it on PS4 because the uh, Revelations Two only came out on PS4 and Xbox, Xbox One. So. People who haven't, who didn't own an Xbox or uh, a PlayStation, never got to play that game. So I think that's really cool that they're bringing that. Um, and there's a lot of a lot of DLC. One of the most um, things that me and my wife still we still play, Hillary. We're st- we're still trying to play the raid mode in Revelations 2, and it's kind of like a it's like a bunch of mini challenges, and you can do it co-op. They did not confirm cooperative play, so I was kind of curious about that because the game is heavily, heavily based on cooperative. Mm, um, so I was wondering if that was going to be a, a thing or, or how that was going to work. So they didn't talk about that, but they are going to be adding some new game modes. So I, I'm excited just to just to try those out because Raid is like, I mean, it is the most comprehensive, long, and challenging thing I, I have seen in, in, in a long time. We're talking gauntlets that are like – so let, let me put it this way. There's like a, a difficulty level for each gauntlet. There's four gauntlets. There's like a, like a beginner, advanced, expert, and, and so on, right? And there's like 50, and then each gauntlet has five. So there's five – like for each level, we've got 50 gauntlets with five missions in them. On each skill level. Isn't that insane? That is pretty intense. It's a lot. Like, we're talking, like, hours and hours and hours of, of extra content just just in raid mode alone. So we, we've been playing this for months, trying to beat them all. So I'm excited to see what, what they can come up with, um, what they've added that's new. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Do you have any news that you want to talk about? Um, well, uh, I, I did start playing a new Switch game today, actually. I only got oh. to play for like an hour, um, but uh, previously we played a game called Ironcast from Gripstone, and there's a uh, review I have for it up at heroespodcast.com. Well, they've got a brand new game that came out uh, late last week, actually, while I was traveling to BlizzCon, called Chess Ultra. And I know some people out there, tabletop gaming is not your thing, but... If you're like me and you like both worlds, being able to take tabletop games with you is a huge thing for me. I mean, being able to play a game like Carcassonne and Settlers of Catan and even Pandemic on the road is awesome. So Chess Ultra is a high-def chess game uh, that Ripstone came out with last week, and it's available on uh, Switch. Um, now you can go and get it in the uh, in the eShop. And so I'm going to be playing that. It's really cool so far. Well, my favorite thing about it is that it actually has 10 historical chess games that you can play that took place. Some of them even took place in like the 1800s. And these are just like historically significant chess games. And I'm really excited to, uh, to play these and see how I do. They have scenarios where it's like, you know, it's, uh, you know, five moves to checkmate or seven or just one. And you can play through these scenarios and, 
um, stuff like that. So I'm going to be playing that a bit this week to kind of see what that's like, and I'll probably throw a review together. But I just wanted to throw that out there. That if you that's pretty cool. If you liked Ironcast, which was a really really good game, uh, this has the same kind of polish and same type of of kind of tone um, as as Ironcast, and this is called Chess Ultra from Ripstone. So. I'm going to be playing that this week, and I'll, I'll have a review at heroespodcast.com uh, either later this week, you know, maybe early next week with Kansas City Comic Con. It's it's hard to say. So, yeah, that I mean that sounds pretty interesting. Um, so, is it like 3D like chess pieces, and you're kind of like they do a lot of fun stuff with the camera, or? Well, yeah. So it's a three dimensional space, and there's different That's like awesome. ro- you can load up different rooms, different kinds of chess pieces. So you know, are they made out of plastic or metal or ceramic? And there's different color schemes, and there's you know music in the background, and uh, a lot, a lot of different settings that you can play with, uh, which is really cool. So, uh, and then before uh, I guess before we move on, uh, we are going to be at Kansas City Comic Con. This weekend, November 10th, 11th, and 12th uh, at Bartle Hall in downtown Kansas City, Missouri. We're going to have panels. John and I will be doing a live episode of Gamer Heroes. I don't know which day yet, um, but uh, we will be there. We are at booth number 643. So uh, be sure to stop by and say hi. And John, I know you guys, Buster Props has a table somewhere too, right? Just about to say that, yeah, we're we're actually kind of in the center, um, closer to the exit. Um, booth number, I'm looking it up right now because I can't seem to recall what the it exact is number was. 417. Boom, there you go. He's got I, it memorized. I, I got we're you. At bo- <laughs> we're at booth 417, which, like I said, <laughs> is kind of right in the middle of the convention. So um, please come by, check us out. I've got, I'm going to be debuting some fun new stuff there at the convention. You guys can pick up your own. Your very own Pickle Rick. Um, limited <laughs> nice. supply, very exclusive. <laughs> awesome. Um, yeah, yeah, Pickle Rick. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty happy about that one. Um, I will be, I, of course, I'm the cowl guy, so I'll, I'll have Batgirls, Catwomans, I'll have Batman. I'll have a, a maybe a new Batman cowl based on a video game, actually, the Telltale Batman. So, nice. Um, I know that's been popular. So come check them out. And we're doing a little a little giveaway, so uh, you could win a Domino Mask or a Pickle Rick. I don't know. Come by and, and find out. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. All right. So let's, uh, let's continue on then. What's next on the docket? Um, well, I mean, if you don't have any other further news to discuss, I mean, let's – I want to talk about your experience at BlizzCon, man. Yeah, I guess BlizzCon is the news. Tons, let's, tons of news from BlizzCon. Let's start with the first thing I want to. I want you to tell me in comparison. So, if you guys don't know this, Derek has went to BlizzCon for the past three years or four. Uh, well, so this is my third time in four years physically gotcha. going. Last year, I tried the vir- virtual ticket for the first time. Uh, so this was my my third year. The first year was in 2014. Went back in 2015, virtual ticket in 2016, and then back this year. So okay, so so it's safe to say you're a veteran. <laughs> Not as um, much as some. Uh, you know, there are some people, of course, who have been there to all uh, all eleven BlizzCons. That's um, insane. I, I know, I, I know a couple of people who have, and I know several people who've been to more than me. So uh, I, I consider myself, you know, more in the know than the average person. 
But if you are a Blizzard fanboy like uh, like I am, you've probably been as many times as me, if not more. So, so I want to know. This is what I want to know. I've never been. Um, in comparison to the previous years that you've went, do you feel? Uh, I want to get your first impressions on this year's BlizzCon versus previous years BlizzCon. So just kind of give me a brief sure. what you thought. So I was a little spoiled in 2014, for those who don't know, that was the year Overwatch was announced. Uh. So I was lucky enough to be sitting at the main stage during opening ceremonies when they showed what appeared to be a Pixar trailer and nobody had any idea what was going on. And they had, they were announcing their first new IP in over a decade. Um, that was huge. And that's insane. Yeah. You're not going to repeat that too often, (laughs) Um, you know, but I I will say this. So the first two years I went were two of the best weekends uh, of of my life. I had an amazing time both years between the games, the free activities, the panels, the food trucks, uh, the cosplay, just just everything about it. So last year I, I got the virtual ticket and I stayed home. I watched a bunch of the panels. I got the goodie bag. Uh, the free digital stuff, of course, and uh, built some Ikea furniture <laughs> and just really I, I felt I really felt kind of out of the loop, like I wasn't really part of the experience and all that. So I wanted to go back and I went back with the two guys I went with the first year. Uh, one of the guys I've now been with uh, those all three of those times. And we stayed at the Clarion Hotel, which for those who don't know, there are three hotels uh, right by the Anaheim Convention Center. There's the Hilton, which is like the convention hotel. Um, I was lucky enough to stay there the first year. And then there's a Marriott. And then uh, just uh, those are across convention away from each other. And then the next one over is the Clarion. Uh, so we were really close. You could even see the convention center from, from the Clarion. And uh, so that was great. But there were so many people this year. Uh, over 30,000 people this year. They, they even sold us a, a second separate batch of tickets over the summer because the new Hall H was being, was done being built and could be used for the convention. Um, I, I don't have exact numbers, but I think the last time I went, there was 20,000 people. Wow. I mean, that's and a lot. That's a lot of people. It's a big jump. And so everything was exaggerated. It was, it took longer to walk between stuff. It took longer to wait in line. Uh, it was a little bit harder to get food and walk around and kind of enjoy the experience. It was a little bit more, uh, stressful, I would say a little bit more like a massive convention, like Dragon Con or something like that, where it's just people everywhere and you, you spend a lot of your time walking place to place. Um, so you know, I, I did not enjoy myself as much as I did the first two years. That That's for sure. Well, you got a lot to compare it to. So, <laughs> and I, I guess I asked a loaded question. I, I guess I was more asking, was this a good year or not? <laughs> so it, for Blizzard, it's a, it's a good year. Uh, they definitely announced some cool stuff. We got to play some really great pre-release content. And we'll talk all about that. They've got some really exciting things coming down the pipeline. Um, and they, uh, I mean, for the most part, they, they did what, what we expected them to do. So, uh, going into the convention, I had things I expected and things I wanted. I expected them to announce a new Overwatch character, a new expansion, the WoW, 
a couple new heroes, uh, Heroes of the Storm characters, a new expansion to Hearthstone. That's what I expected. I hoped for new Diablo content of some kind. I hoped for a announcement of a Warcraft 2 movie or Warcraft 4 the video game. Uh, but we didn't get those things. We basically got exactly what I expected. Uh, and um, other than that, you know, Diablo was not touched. Starcraft got a little bit of, of stuff. Um, but overall, it was a good convention. Um, there was a lot of good stuff. We got to see the Overwatch Arena, uh, which was just this really, really cool space. I, I've got it on my Twitter. I've got a photo out there uh, at the Star Trek dude. If you want to check that out, from guys, November. this is this is the this is the uh, I guess I want to say the the world the global like esports tournament. Like you're actually looking at the arena for the like. Well, so the way they have it the set US up, teams basically um, all of the big Blizzard uh, World Championships and some name or another happen at BlizzCon. And they're big enough now that each game gets its own stage. So the Overwatch World Cup had the Overwatch Arena, which historically is where StarCraft would have been played. Um, you had the Hearthstone Invitational, spelled with two N's. Um, you had the Heroes, uh, uh, the Heroes Global, I'm drawing a blank on the name of it, Championship, the Heroes Global right, Championship right. Uh, for Heroes of the Storm. And so you uh, you had these really big... Uh, events going on uh, that all finished on Saturday of the convention. Uh, for those who don't know, South Korea did win the first ever uh, Overwatch World Cup, sweeping Canada uh, in the finals. Uh, I did not really have a, a dog in the fight, but it would have been nice to not see Canada get swept. You know, it is the finals. It would have been nice to have it be a little bit closer. <laughs> yeah, like... So I was mistaken. I was reading. I guess maybe I was reading uh, information that we were expecting U.S. to do better, but <laughs> they got whooped. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Not US even did, funny. US did okay. I mean, I would say that they did okay. Uh, I wouldn't say they did great. They did all right. Uh, nothing really exciting came from from that. Uh, no one really was shocked, of course, that that South Korea won. They have dominated Blizzard esports for quite some time. And have been very, very good. So it's it certainly wasn't any kind of upset or, or shock to anybody. Um, the only thing for me, I was just surprised that Canada got swept. I expected it to be a little closer. Um, but uh, but yeah, so of course you have the big championships. They also did some big announcements for the Overwatch League, which is different than the World Cup. But the Overwatch League is the new official esports league that begins its preseason. Uh, next month in December with its first season kicking off in early January. Um, and I guess I, I can go into a little detail there. Uh, there are 12 teams. Um, most of them are from the United States. You've got uh, basically Boston, Dallas, Florida, Houston, Los Angeles. Well, two Los Angeles teams, uh, New York, Philadelphia, and San Francisco. And then you have international teams from uh, Seoul, South Korea, Shanghai, China, and London, England, all have teams as well. Um, so there's 12 total teams that uh, will be battling it out, two different divisions. Uh, basically, the season runs from January to June, six months, give or take. And, uh, you know, you can go out and buy jerseys and gear, and they're going to have in-game uh, skins and stuff for the various teams inside of Overwatch so you can support your team. 
there's, since there's no Kansas City team or even like Chicago, I guess I'm going to have to go for the Philadelphia Fusion since I'm from Philly. That's the, the team I guess I will support. Um, though I, I don't really have a leaning one way or the other right now. Um, simply because, you know, I, I, they don't have a Kansas City team. But Right. I was going to say, like, it's it's at this point kind of just major cities, right? I mean, it is, but I mean, Chicago is the third largest market in, in the States and LA has got two teams, Dallas and Houston each have a team. So I would have liked to have seen Chicago get one. Um, but you know, what are you going to do? Well, I mean, you're, I don't know. Like the, it's, we're talking $10 million buy-in. So. No, 20, 20 million. 20 million. Yeah. I, yeah. I know they say this every time. It's just insane. So yeah. There's not a lot of people in, in, I don't know, Kansas City that would even be able to even no, be able to get in. <laughs> do you think Chicago would as the third largest market? I in, could see that, you know, yeah. So. There's probably a millionaire in Chicago somewhere, but I don't know. I guess we'll see. We'll, we'll, we'll find out, you know. Um, but that's kicking off. Uh, very little information on how to actually watch the, Over, the Overwatch League. Uh, I assume we'll be streaming it, but how, I don't know. Um, but what will it cost? I don't know. I do know you can pay for tickets to physically go to Blizzard's new arena and watch the games in person if you happen to live uh, out in that in that area. But uh, for the rest of us, I assume we're gonna have to stream it somehow. But I don't know how yet. They just they won't really tell us. Yeah, I was gonna ask. So let's kind of go over um, some of the things that were considered the biggest announcements this year. So. All right. I think I'll just start with since we're talking about Overwatch, uh, new new hero named Moira. Yes, Moira. Did you, was did you get to play announced. her? Didn't you? I did. I did. I played her briefly. Um, so she was really a, a fun surprise because they, of course, had had released Doomfist earlier uh, over the late summer, and we knew all about him now. And um, people have been kind of clamoring for a new support character for quite some time. Uh, not really me, because I'm very happy with Mercy, especially with her new changes. So, you know, I'm, I'm good with that. However, she is a support character. Um, she is kind of unique in that she... Well, first off, first off, she is a member of Talon, who is kind of the not-good-guys group. Right. Uh, they hesitate to call them bad guys, but it's the not-good-guys. Um, she is with Doomfist, Um and, 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 you know, Reaper and, and them versus, you know, Mercy is with Tracer and Winston. Uh, so she, uh, she does have healing abilities, which is pretty cool. She, uh, this is kind of, I'm just going to give you the straight synopsis of what her role is from, uh, playoverwatch.com. So Moira's bionic abilities enable her to contribute healing or damage in any crisis. While biotic grasp gives Moira short range options, her biotic orbs contribute longer range hands-off damage, and healing. She can also fade, which I'll talk about in a minute, to escape groups or remain close to allies in need of support. Once she's changed uh, Coalescence, Moira can save multiple allies from elimination at once or finish off weakened enemies. Uh, she's considered a two-star for difficulty out of three, uh, so not one of the easiest, but definitely not one of the hardest characters. Um, the fade ability is really cool. It's very similar to Reaper's... Um, uh, kind of strafing ability that he has. I'm drawing a blank on the name of that ability, but she can just teleport. In it's, these I was going to say that teleport. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, she's got these orbs, and basically she can throw them, and she can either throw one that heals her teammates, or she can throw one that sucks the life from bad guys, uh, which is pretty neat. Um, her ultimate, I imagine, is going to get nerfed, but she basically shoots a giant beam that will heal her allies and hurt her enemies all at the same time, and she can just maneuver this beam around hitting people, um, which is pretty crazy. But uh, she's really cool. She's pretty pretty smooth to play. I had a really positive experience playing with her. Um, so, you know, I would definitely say that anybody who's curious should give her a try. She is out now in the PTR. So Right, I was going to say you can only get her in the PTR right now. But that was still really fast. I mean, she was playable at Overwatch uh, on Friday, and now Monday when we're recording this, she's available in the PTR. So That's true. Uh, but she uh, she does join the support cast, so there's six support characters now, uh, which evens that up with the uh, the tanks and the defensive characters, kind of helping balance the game a bit from that, that standpoint. Um, she does have some skins that are coming out. One in particular that's caught a lot of people's attention is what we're kind of calling her David Bowie skin, which I also have a picture of on my, my Twitter, um, if you want to go check that out. And, uh, yeah, go, go try her for yourself. If, if you're looking for a support character, I, I think she's a really interesting one to go with, especially if you're not happy with some of the others that are out there. And she can also do a decent amount of damage. So, um, yeah, that's, that's Moira. That's Moira. All right. Um, well, I mean, that was, we, we were kind of expect, like you said earlier, we were kind of expecting a new character. I think it's cool that, since she's part of the black watch organization um i think it's weird they called her a new hero um well they're all heroes are they though i mean doomfist is clearly not a hero well okay so the way overwatch's kind of meta works it's lore um is is not really about good versus evil it's about gray areas and characters from different walks of life and they are a hero to somebody is the idea, right? Oh, now, okay. There is this idea of good versus bad. Reaper comes off as a bit of a bad guy because he wears a skull mask, mask and when he does his ultimate, says, die, He's a hitman. What do you expect? <laughs> right? And Tracer, of course, is this adorable, fun, bright character that everybody loves. So she's obviously a good guy. Um, and in the archetypal sense, yeah, that's that's very cut and dry. But... You know, a lot of these characters uh, are flawed individuals. They're damaged in certain ways. They have very tragic stories. Uh, They did release a new short for Reinhardt called Honor and Glory. I saw that, where he's young. I'm not going to spoil any of it. Go watch it yourself. Go to to playoverwatch.com and watch it. It, But you'll learn that Reinhardt has some really intense emotional baggage. Uh, Some things happened to him before overwatch before um all of this stuff happened and he became old and it's important that you you know that these things happen he's not just this pure hero necessarily so um rather than just call them characters they're called heroes and moira is a hero okay okay i appreciate the uh over explanation uh, <laughs> i'm just kidding i'm just kidding um, they, they, there's a lot of cool skins that were released. Um, I actually really, really like um, – what's his name? The, the Roadhog's Butcher oh. is sick. Oh, like, oh, 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 yes. The 
the Blizzard World skins. They're sick. Some of them are really badass. I actually like um, oh, like the Butcher. I think that's really cool. Big fan of the new Widowmaker skin. She's blonde-haired. Normal well, skin. It's, it's Nova from It's Starcraft. Nova, yeah. It's yeah, the Nova so. one, which is super cool. Uh, yeah, it, I mean, it's interesting. It, it, it has some... Okay, so... The, re- the reason <laughs> I take some in. issue with it. There's a reason I take some issue with it. So in, in Heroes of the Storm, they have created separate characters for a lot of these. Uh, you can you can be these these different characters rather than have skins. Now they're they're they they're basically showing that we don't need separate characters. We can just throw skins on these characters. So with that in mind, you know a character like Butcher or Stitches. Maybe they just need to be skins. Maybe they don't need to be entirely separate characters. Or, you know, Roadhog does not need to be a totally separate character in Heroes of the Storm. Um, same goes for, for Widowmaker. You know, having her just be a Nova skin is fine. And so that's cool. What's interesting here, though, is that this ties into the new level, the new map that they uh, announced, which is called Blizzard World. And in Blizzard World, uh, which is a theme, a Blizzard theme park inside of Overwatch... Blizzard Entertainment as a company exists. However, Overwatch, the video game, does not. Overwatch never became a video game because it was real. So basically what what this has done is said that these actual real characters, these real people like Widowmaker, can dress up, essentially cosplay as Blizzard video game characters. Right. No, I totally get that. Um, I don't know, like... People have grown to love these heroes, and um, I don't know. Like, sure, adding new characters is nice, but they want to keep it fresh. So, you you, you want to add a new character every month? That's great, but I don't know. I think I think it's skins are perfectly fine. I think they're pretty cool, and and I'm okay with them releasing new characters once every few months. Well, I'm not saying that they needed to release new characters. I just think it's a little weird to bring in these other other skins into overwatch until now overwatch was very much its own thing i was hoping that they would do that actually um at some point crossover because i mean how badass would it be because genji already kind of looks like um ninja from uh well he goes by deep throat he's riding in metal gear how cool would that be at some point to get a metal <laughs> gear skin i, like, that I don't would be... expect I, I, okay, so ba- based on what I don't we know, see that. No, I know, but I'm just saying, like, this might be the doorway to, uh, I don't know, some kind of negotiations with other companies to say, hey, can we borrow, I don't know, the likeness of your character? I would not hold your breath for that. Well, Nova is kind of her own character, so. But but she's from a Blizzard game. She's from StarCraft, which is owned by Blizzard. So that's not weird. The only thing I would expect it would be maybe a Destiny character because Activision is the publisher for Blizzard. So that's a possibility. But I would right. not – and you can now – like Destiny 2 is part of the Battle.net launcher on your PC if you play on PC. Um, but outside of that, I would not anticipate this becoming like – Super Smash Brothers, where you know Sonic and Metal Gear or Solid Snake are going to be showing up, you know. Okay, I mean that's fair, but uh, since you mentioned, I'm going to move on here. Since you did mention um, Heroes of the Storm, 
it looks like uh, another one of the big announcements was Dragons of the Nexus. Tell us a little bit more about that. It looks like Hanzo is going to be joining <laughs> Heroes of the Storm. <laughs> yes, yeah. So Heroes of the Storm has like I think it's like seventy five characters now. That's um, insane. It's a lot of characters. Like that's like sensory overload. It's like too much. It is hard to know which characters to pick sometimes, and, and to be get to get good at because. You know, even if you're good at five different characters at the same time, you're still leaving off 70 characters. So, um, but yeah, so they announced two new characters. They're calling it Dragons of the Nexus, and it is Hanzo from Overwatch, of course, and Alex Straza uh, from WoW. And uh, she's really cool. Uh, Hanzo's fine. Hanzo is a master assassin. He, of course, shoots arrows and can shoot his dueling dragons thing um <laughs> that's a great explanation <laughs> i mean look if, if you play overwatch you know you know who hanzo is he's not all yes. that different in heroes of the storm obviously you have to tweak some stuff to uh to make it fit that game but um but alex straws is where it's really cool she's the life binder so she is uh the the guardian of of all life um uh, on Azeroth. So she's, you know, the dragon of life essentially. And so she's, you know, a little bit different than your average dragon. Dragons usually, you know, death, destruction, fire. Uh, but she's not like that. She's much more about, uh, healing. She's more of a support character. Her, pro her first primary ability is called gift of life, where she can actually sacrifice some of her own health to heal an ally. Um, which is, which is really cool. Um, my favorite part about her, though, is that she can actually turn into a dragon. That's pretty sick. That, I mean, that's one of the coolest features ever. <laughs> yeah. her. Who doesn't her, want to go Drago on everyone's ass? Her hero trait is called Dragon Queen, and she transforms into the dragon, which is just awesome. Uh, it's a really cool-looking dragon. They did a really nice job with it. I did not get a chance to play as her because uh, everybody wanted to play as her, um, but it was pretty pretty cool. That was that was really neat. That yeah, that that is pretty sweet that you got to experience that. Uh, when are we going to see? You said he's already available, or when are we going to see these characters come? No, uh, they're not available yet. They should be available for the beginning of the next season of play. Um, so gotcha. that should be uh, mid December. Cool, cool. Um, well, I, I know I keep bouncing here, but the only other thing for, um, Overwatch was a map called Blizzard World. <laughs> yes. And, <laughs> I mean, I'm trying to understand this better. So, is this, like, the exact specs of the convention <laughs> no no it's nothing like blizzcon uh it's really a theme park like there's rides um, oh okay and like they have a, a there's a food counter called snacks aramis and uh yeah there's the uh the lost and found vikings <laughs> and, uh, you I you like have the, the different overwatch world uh, not overwatch the different blizzard worlds are are represented in Blizzard World, because this is it's it's very meta. All right, the it idea, is very meta. <laughs> it's like, um, hey guys, we're Disneyland of games, <laughs> right? But it's their games. I mentioned it a little bit already, but basically, in the Overwatch universe, Blizzard exists as a company, but they never made Overwatch because Overwatch is real. 
Uh, and so they did make all their other games. So there's rides for WoW and there's rides for StarCraft and Diablo. Um, and in fact, it's, it seems that the, the level itself, which is a, uh, it's a payload map. Um, yeah, uh, it, it's, it looks like it's going to be both attack and protect the payload type map. Right. Yeah. Um, and so basically you're, it looks like you're transporting, um, uh, uh, Oh, and of course, there we go. I'm just drawing a blank on the name of it. He's just drawing blanks left and right, guys. Uh, it's it's but uh, but uh, from Diablo, basically, it's the the. There's the a thing. Diablo ride in there. Yes, that's where you end. You end <laughs> in, in, in <laughs> the, the tomb, best. which is really neat. Uh, yeah, and so it, it's cool. Like you just you go through these different areas. There's some really nice choke points and different levels. It's a really cool map. It was actually the really the only map you could play at the convention. Um, and it's a really good map. I'm, I really like it a lot. It was a lot of fun. Uh, it's a little tight quarters at times, but it, it kind of forces you to, to, to interact and engage and it, it, it worked really well. Well, um, the only thing I'd say that's disappointing about that is that we probably won't be able to play this until 2018. Uh, the map, yeah, I mean, the map's not ready yet, uh, which That kind of little... sucks. I think that's kind of shitty. It's like, here, let me show you something you can't have for another three months, or more. Well, I mean, that's, so that's what BlizzCon is, though. BlizzCon is about showing what they're working on, what's coming next, um, and giving people who are there an opportunity to play those things. When Overwatch was announced, it was announced at BlizzCon 2014. We could play it that weekend with a very limited number of characters, only three maps, and the game didn't release until, like, the end of May or whatever. Um, and so, you know, it was a long time. Uh, they The new expansion for WoW doesn't even have a date yet that right. they announced. You know, this, yeah. that's not what it's really about. BlizzCon is about what they're doing next. Here's what we're working on. Here's what's being released. Here's the future progression of, of these games. And if you happen to be able to be there, then you can play some of this stuff in demo versions. I mean, I, I understand the, the reason for it. I'm just saying, like, hey, what about us? Um, <laughs> okay, so let's move on to the, the other big thing that was announced. So it looks like uh, World of Warcraft is getting a new vanilla server uh, called uh, – well, I, I, it kind of – it's getting a new server, which will also host a new expansion pack called the Battle of Azeroth. Yes and no. And so, so Tell they, me about this. So they had two announcements together that, that for some, pe- some people are kind of bleeding together. So first off, they did announce World of Warcraft Battle for Azeroth, which is the new expansion, um, which most people were expecting something to be announced. The idea here is that it goes back to the roots of WoW, which is, you know... Horde versus Alliance, you know, for the Horde and for the Alliance and Azeroth and all of that. And, um, you know, that's, it's a cool kind of throwback to the core game. But, you know, the tone's a little off. You know, the stakes could not be higher when we've just saved the world from, you know, a, a giant world-ending destruction kind of thing. This, that's, not, that's not what's happening here. Basically, two continents were found one for the Horde, one for the Alliance, and you do stuff on your continent, and then you fight each other. And um, I'm not saying that that's bad. It's, it's definitely uh, harkens back to the older ways of WoW, but at the same time, it's nothing earth-shattering or groundbreaking. But that is happening. Um, there's a bunch of stuff in there about allied races, which... 
people were very excited about, but seems unclear to me. Um, so, you know, whatever works, but, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll have to see. Um, there's pirates and, and plundering and, and things like that, which is cool. That uh, is the, cin- cool. the cinematic for it is really nice. So I, I would urge people to watch the cinematic, um, at worldofwarcraft.com. Um, but the other piece of news was the announcement for World of Warcraft Classic, um, which I'm sure will will lead us to some type of new Coke scenario. But basically, uh, for people who don't know, there has been talk of a thing called WoW Vanilla or Vanilla Warcraft or Vanilla WoW. And uh, basically, it's WoW without all the changes over the years from all the various expansions and upgrades uh, the way the game was when it originally released. And Blizzard had the unauthorized servers that were were out there recently shut down because uh, they were not really supported. It wasn't, you know, them. It was somebody else. And they've decided to take it upon themselves to launch their own official version of Vanilla WoW. Uh, they made some fun jokes about how, you know, they had auctioned off the original servers um, and they're going to need those back now, which was pretty funny. But the idea here is to bring back some kind of vanilla WoW. Um, no idea when this is going to happen. It certainly sounds like this is very early on. Uh, they had a fun cinematic for it. Uh, that was a, a really a cool cinematic. But I would not expect this to be available anytime soon. If we're lucky, it might be playable um, at BlizzCon 2018, but I would not hold your breath. Okay. Well, um, that's a lot. I mean, I don't really play WoW, so for me it's, you know, nothing crazy. But, yeah, I, I guess it is kind of confusing why they put that together. Um, and then they're kind of they're for... kind of they're trying to hype you up like, hey, we're going back to to the classic WoW. And it's like. I don't know. It's kind of like it's kind of to me. It's like you realize you've went too far and you've kind of blurred everything, and now you're deciding you want to go back. Well, I, I don't think it's that. There, there's a large fan base that liked the concept of Vanilla WoW, and I think Blizzard is just saying, "All right, well, if people want that, then we'll give them that." But which how I much can appreciate? Is, how many people is that though? Like, I, I mean, App- apparently enough. And I mean, so okay. I am not a WoW player. I play all right. of Blizzard's other games. And it's because the, the world of Warcraft is a little daunting. There have been many expansions over the years, uh, tons of customization available, tons of lore. And I really feel like if I were to jump in now at you know level 110 um, you know, to max out getting ready for Battle for Azeroth, which lets you go to 120, yeah, I'm pretty out of the loop. So if they actually release a vanilla wow where i could start from the beginning with people who are just playing the beginning that seems less daunting to me and something that i might actually be interested in doing i could see that i can understand that uh but you so you're saying you would play this i'm saying that i am interested in it I need to know <laughs> okay what, i need to know more about it. we have no idea what it's going to cost we have no idea if it's legitimately vanilla or if there's going to be some changes because there have been some quality of life changes over the years in wow that are for the good some for the bad right uh, are they going to keep any or are they going to go legitimately vanilla uh because they're using the word classic and not vanilla they have some wiggle room to have it not be literally the same as it was right that's a very clever clever point to point out there yeah they they're 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 playing it cautiously 
Um, okay, well, the the next biggest thing that was uh, announced was StarCraft Two is going to be free to play. Woo! Free to play, yay! <laughs> and and actually, that's going to be coming up here next week, uh, November fourteenth. You're going to be able to play uh, Wings of Liberty, StarCraft Two, Wings of Liberty. Yeah, so uh, I don't I don't think they should have used the term free to play. That's a market term, an industry term that means something very specific. And when I hear it, I think of uh, the mobile version of Dungeon Keeper from EA where after playing it for a few days, I have to spend money to finish my buildings if I ever want to play the game again. Right. Um, or a game like Hearthstone or Heroes of the Storm where, yeah, you can play for free, but if you want the new hero or if you want the new card decks, you know, you're going to have to put in some money. This is legitimately free. So they're going to give you um, StarCraft II uh, with the Wings of Liberty campaign completely free, uh, f- just straight up. You can download it. You can play it, uh, which is pretty cool. You'll have access to the, mul- the ranked multiplayer ladder, uh, which is really exciting as well. Um, you, it, it's really there. It's, it's really the, the free version of, of the game. Uh, they're not giving you all of the expansions, uh, but they are kind of cheaper. The Heart of the Swarm, uh, Heart of the Swarm, Legacy of the Void, and the Nova Corps uh, operations will all be fourteen ninety nine a piece, or you can get all three together for forty bucks, um, which is pretty cool. So it's a good way for you to get kind of the older stuff, catch up, you know, see if you like the game at all, and if you do, get the expansions. Uh, I have Heart of the Swarm. I do not have Legacy of the Void or the Nova uh, Covert Ops. I never got to that point. Right. Uh, I've never played it. Um, It just, in my opinion, it just doesn't really... There's so many other games for me to play at that uh, that StarCraft has not piqued my interest. But that's fine. And that's okay. I love Overwatch, so... And I, I love the character Nova... Um, well, it's, I mean, it's an RTS and I love RTSs. So, uh, I like Starcraft and Starcraft 2 quite a bit. I've actually been contemplating purchasing Starcraft Remastered. Um, the original version is free now if you want to play it, by the way. Um, so, you know, it, it's a good chance for people to play some real classic RTS games. Um, Starcraft 2 is still played all over the world with championships uh, as a, a legitimate esport, so uh, if you like RTS games at all, I would recommend you at least check it out since it's going to be free here in like a week. All right, yeah, like I said, next week, November fourteenth. Um, and the last thing that you were pretty much, pretty really excited about when I mentioned it was uh, Hearthstone's new update is going to be kobolds and catacombs. Yes. Um. Tell me about this. Like, uh, it sounds really cool. The pictures look really cool, and it looks like it's going to return to the roots of, of fantasy. Um, so, tell me about it. So, first off, uh, Hearthstone, for people who don't know, is basically a digital deck building game like Magic the Gathering or Pokemon, but all digital. And uh, it's a lot of fun. You can play it completely free if you'd like. If you want to play competitively or ranked, you're probably going to need to spend some money. They have some wonderful single-player adventures that uh, that you can purchase uh, that are like miniature story modes that you end up having. Uh, if you play through, you get cards you can keep and things like that. 
Uh, so this new one, uh, Cobalt and Catacombs, should be coming out here um, soon. I'm drawing a blank on the date, but soon. Um, anyway, basically, they this is a new single-player mode. It's going to be completely free, which is totally crazy, because uh, you usually have to spend 20 bucks for these. So I'm really excited about that. And think of it like, like a dungeon. So for those who play Dungeons & Dragons or other dungeon crawler games... You you go into a cave, and the cave goes left, or the cave goes right. Which right. way do you want to go? I like um, that. Choice. It's going to give you options. And as you go and you defeat areas of the dungeon, you're going to earn new cards. And the new cards go into your, your special deck for this adventure that grows. You only start out with like 10 cards, and it slowly builds your deck up to 30. Um, you'll get, you're going to get special upgrades to your hero abilities. Uh, one in particular, uh, I was playing as Mage in the demo, and it basically... It upgraded my hero ability, so she uh, she has a pyroblast, and instead of it costing two for one damage, it costs one for two damage, uh, which is just a huge increase. So uh, there's going to be 48 different dungeon bosses that you can go up against, plus, of course, you have all of the different classes you can play as. So there's a ton of replayability. The, the dungeon is randomized, um, and the cards are unique and strange. Uh, there's some really cool stuff in there that you're going to get. And uh, for anybody who logs in the Hearthstone, like I think it's like this week or whatever, uh, gets a special card too. Uh, so I recommend everybody go and do that um, to get to get your special card. Uh, if you went to BlizzCon, you'll get a, a gold edition of it, but of course it's, it's the same thing. It doesn't actually change uh, the gameplay. But uh, yeah, it's it's a new Hearthstone expansion. Brand new cards are out there. It focuses on the Kobolds, which are really fun characters, um, and. Uh, yeah, you can pre-order uh, uh, the packs of those cards now for when they come out. Exciting, exciting stuff. I know you're really big into um, Hearthstone. And it's it's a really interesting concept. Um, <laughs> it's like, uh, I don't know, for me, looking at it from the outsider's perspective, it's like a really cool version of, I don't want to say Dungeons & Dragons, but I don't know what's the other important, like the big popular card game. Well, it's like Magic: The Gathering. Thank but, you. That's yeah. exactly what I was thinking. I don't know why yeah. I said Dungeons and Dragons. I yeah, meant, it, I meant uh, Magic. I, I had something in mind. Yes, Magic: The Gathering. But like, because they've done digital versions of Magic, except I feel like obviously Blizzard probably got it right. This is yeah. It's a little different here because. Blizzard has a certain tone and a style that they use. And so in this particular case, there's a lot of personality in these, in these cards. You know, there's a lot of, of dialogue and quotes and yeah. little jokes thrown in there. Well, and things well like there's, that. there's supposed to be like eight random bosses and there's going to be like, if you lose the deck gets thrown out. So there's going to be some consequences. There's some crazy stuff. There's there's some cards in here that do some amazing things that uh, are just in the solo player stuff that you're never going to be able to build in a deck to fight right. other people. Um, but it, it's fun. It's it's cool story stuff, and it's totally free. So you can play it on, on Android and iPhone, PC. I would at least check it out since you can do it without having to pay a dime. Right, right. Play it for free. Free to play, right? <laughs> well, in this particular um, case, the, the Kobolds and Catacombs <laughs> story is free. 
Right. Uh, if you want to play anything else, yeah, you know, you might want to, you know, buy some some uh, card packs or something like that. But if you just want to play the story mode for uh, Kobolds and Catacombs, that is free. So this is all of that I could muster up on what was announced. Is there something that we're missing that was big? Not really. Or... I mean, that's that's pretty much it. That's pretty uh, much a, it. There was a ton of stuff. We I went to a really cool panel about where Overwatch came from and how it was made. Uh, which was really neat. Maybe we'll touch on that a bit next week because we're we're closing it on time here. Uh, yeah, but uh, but yeah, that that's it as far as major announcements. I will say the one thing again that I'm kind of pissed off about, and I know we were me and uh, we were talking about this not on a podcast but uh, in person at one point. This is the the anniversary of Diablo, and we didn't get shit for Diablo. Well, they- the anniversary was last year, and they did have the 20th anniversary event, which happens now uh, every year uh, in January, where you can basically play an old Diablo-style dungeon. Um, and we got the Necromancer class added to Reaper of Souls earlier this year. Earlier in the year, yeah. Yeah. That's so, it. That's well, but that it. was that was the anniversary last year. This year, there's no anniversary. So It, it just uh, pisses me off that we didn't get anything. Anything Diablo. No, uh, but Diablo was was there. You could play it. Uh, it's in the Blizzard World map on Overwatch, but that's about it. So what would you say, just real briefly, your biggest disappointment of this year? Um, my, my biggest disappointment, it, it, I'll, I'll give you two, two different things. From a convention perspective, it was the sheer number of people. Uh, it was difficult to get from place to place and stand in line for as long as you needed to to really enjoy it as much as I was used to enjoying it. Uh, but from a, a video game standpoint, yeah, having literally nothing announced for Diablo, that nothing is in, even in the works, right. was definitely disappointing because Diablo is my favorite of the Blizzard games. So to know that there's there's nothing being talked about, there's nothing in the pipe uh, that's worth talking about at all was a little disappointing. That I totally agree. Like I was just looking and hoping and waiting. Like, oh, oh, when are they going to announce? Uh, when is Diablo? 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 And it turns out, no, there was there was nothing. So, um, well, I, I guess that kind of wraps us up, right? I mean, I, we've talked about BlizzCon. Is there anything you want to end um, regarding BlizzCon? No, I mean that's pretty much it. Uh, if you've never been before, uh, there are a lot of really good things. Great video games, great panels, great cosplay, great food. Uh, it's in Anaheim, so make the trip longer. Go to Disneyland or Universal or whatever. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, keep your eye on, on it if it's something you want to do. Tickets usually go on sale in April in two different batches uh, on a weekday and a weekend. They do sell out, so just something to be aware of. Um, next year, I'm, I'm, I'm leaning towards the virtual ticket. Yeah, you're going to leave. I, I know you just said you missed that opportunity. You felt like you missed the experience. Um, I think last year, you think last year would have been a better one to go to? It's hard to say. It's hard to say since I wasn't <laughs> there. Uh, this year yeah. they was the first time they had the new Hall H open. Um, so I, I know their whole setup was different from that standpoint. Um, maybe it's just... It may have outgrown the space. Maybe it's too many people. Uh, you know, It's definitely large. Yeah, it's yeah. definitely a lot of people, so great. Well, um, I'm going to let you take us home, uh, finish off with our normal plugging. 
Of course. So we are the Gamer Heroes Podcast, part of the Heroes Podcast Network. You can find us at Heroes Podcasts on Facebook and Twitter, heroespodcast.com. Go to iTunes, drop us a review. When we get to 10 reviews, we're still trying to give away a video game. We're trying to give away. This is the sad part. We're trying to give away... Uh, but like I said before, be sure to come and see us at Kansas City Comic Con November 10th, 11th, and 12th. Uh, we are going to be hosting three panels uh, for three of our shows, Gamer Heroes, Screen Heroes, and Costume Couture. You can find us at booth number 643. You can find uh, John with Ryan at Buster Props at booth 417. And Ray of Siren Ray Cosplay, a co-host with me on Screen Heroes, at booth CP14. So come check us out and say hi. We will be very excited to see you. It's our first ever convention for the Heroes Podcast Network. So don't hesitate to come and say hi to us. Uh, Jeremy of Red Shirts and Runabouts, as well as the Saturday Morning Tunecast, will be with me. Ian of Costume Couture will also be with me. So we're going to have a great weekend. Um, John, if they want to say hi to you or contact you in social media, how do they do it? Uh, the best way to do it is to uh, message Buster Props. If you have any questions, uh, you can find our page. We're on um, Instagram and Facebook. It's just Buster Props. So nothing nothing too crazy there. But uh, if you wanted to make a purchase, you can find us on Etsy as Buster Props. Um, or if you have any questions. So. All right, guys, thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to see us at Kansas City Comic Con. I am the Star Trek Dude on Twitter and Facebook. Bye, guys. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.